Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Triple R show. Rediscover, rejuvenate, renew yourself with your very own Rajneesh Tanara. So every other week we bring on inspiring personalities to make you and me happier, stronger and healthier through hidden mystic and scientific techniques. And this week we have a superhero, not from the movies, but real life superhero. The man has a mission to have a life beyond health. I was fortunate enough to meet Andreas in Flograte uh, Biohacking Summit in Germany and then I met him in all different biohacking summits all around the globe and I realized there's no biohacking summit complete without this amazing gentleman. So this guy is a former journalist, uh, former marketing and now he's the founder of uh, Breedfeld Biohacking Center in beautiful city of Munich. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's welcome Andreas. So Andreas, thank you for joining in the show. And could you share something more about your story and something more about uh, yourself? Yeah, so first of all, thank you so much for this opportunity and it's great to connect with you digitally. It keeps the introduction quite short. So uh, six years ago, I was uh, at the peak of my old original career, like uh, being a journalist, marketer, running a very nice sports and fashion uh, PR agency here in Germany and all of a sudden nothing worked any longer so I had my <laughs> total burnout uh, at, a, at a very young age of uh, 42 and um, without uh, going too deep into it, uh, it took me eight months to come back into the okay situation but uh, I felt like uh, most probably that's not enough or on the other hand side if, if I manage to hard work myself over 12 years and can fix myself within eight months maybe there is something more possible yeah that was the start of my journey into a life uh, beyond health put it like this and yeah in the beginning I mostly worked with all those super important basic stuff and uh, tried to find out about uh, my system, how, how is everything connected, why is it no longer working like it's supposed to be and uh, managed to identify a little bit, yeah, and over time, time and time, so came more, more and more layers and more and more clarity and nowadays, yeah, I'm a little bit trying to uh, build this idea of forging the shield, which is basically, yeah, not just like uh, shielding ourselves against uh, harmful external factors, but also maybe implementing a little bit more of internal shielding into, into our whole life. Yeah. What is the forging shielding? What do you mean by that? Could you explain uh, more about it? It's easy. Uh, we, are, we are not, uh, how to put it, uh, affected by external hazards and environmental hazards when we are eating stuff uh, we are really supposed to eat. Our um, immune system, our whole body runs at its peak. So every, everything is uh, working like it's supposed to and uh, we start to alter our diet and put in food we shouldn't eat or uh, even change our breath patterns or uh, don't get uh, any exposition to cold and heat and stuff like this. Also systems start to degrade and uh, basically um, I feel like uh, if we believe 
or assume our shield may be uh, consisting out of six or seven layers, at least five to six of them we can control just by the, the ways we behave, the, the, the ways we move, the ways we eat, the ways we breathe and stuff like this. Wow. And this, uh, in my eyes, is basically the foundation for everything we want to achieve in life. Uh, you have been an expert in EMF and you have been a speaker at even Flowgrade conference speaking about EMF. Could you share your insights? What is EMF and um, in this current uh, today's modern lifestyle and what are the harmful effects of uh, EMF? Okay, so so basically just to connect the dots with one sentence. So if we had six fields of the shield that are more or less internal, I think the seventh layer, basically the idea of shielding. And uh, therefore, let's uh, dive into the question, why would I want to shield against EMF? So um, basically when we talk about EMF, uh, which, which is basically the short version of electromagnetic frequencies, uh, we, first of all, I think it's very important uh, to be aware that there's a bunch of different electromagnetic frequencies around and not all of them are evil. So that's, that's, that's the first thing. So, so basically, uh, if we are uh, just connected to the ground, even uh, the, the Earth is emitting some kind of electromagnetic frequencies, which have been uh, proved with those uh, Schumann research based out of Germany, that basically led to this uh, quite common idea that the Earth is emitting something around the 7.8, like this Schumann frequency, which is at the end of the day already an electric magnetic field and therefore some EMF, as, uh, as the NASA has pointed out many times in terms of the astral travel. This kind of EMF seems to be quite helpful. It basically uh, is uh, something like uh, what we get from grounding makes us happy. So not all EMF are bad and like uh, if we uh, go uh, a little bit further, so there's natural EMFs and whatever, 120 years ago we start to play around a bit with the electricity. Um, so based on the electricity, since this was the first time when we got connected as human beings to a non-native form of EMF, um, basically, uh, depending on the uh, expert you talk to, they might uh, always uh, diversify between low-level EMF and high-level EMF. In our case, uh, low-level EMF uh, is something that's emitted by the electrical power outlet. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when you connect a lamp or a freezer or something to the outlet, so basically that's a low-level EMF. Um, the good thing about this low EMF is for at least 89 years, like why level, because the televisions, uh, freezers, uh, electric lighting and stuff like this. And it seems like uh, the body is quite capable of handling the low level EMF. So that's something I feel like it's an external force. It's somehow also an external stressor, but uh, um, besides of uh, the very basic stuff like uh, don't have uh, something uh, connected to a power outlet close to your head when you lay yourself to sleep, I think uh, low-level EMF is something we probably can handle quite well as human beings. So um, we had the low-level EMF and on the other hand side, 
there are these high-level electromagnetic fields, and uh, without uh, diving too deep into it, uh, let's let's assume both the Wi-Fi connections, like with the domestic inter wireless internet connections, and also the cell phone connections, somehow are similar because they both are in the higher range of the EMF field, and. Uh, they seem to be way more cumbersome. It's what are the harmful effects of these, uh, of the mobile phone EMF and uh, these? It's simple. The thing we know, the thing that's 100% sure, and the thing also my partner, who is basically the certifying body for EMF with the Federal Republic of Germany, a company called EMF Field. Um, they basically uh, shows us a lot of studies. The heating effect something we already know. So at the end of the day, uh, if you expo are exposed to the electromagnetic fields uh, by Wi-Fi or cell phone for so and so hours, different parts of your body are going to be unnaturally heated just by the frequencies. So that's something we know. Now uh, the question arises, what does this mean? Does this mean when you live in cold northern, northern parts of the world like Germany, you want to have the Wi-Fi on in winter so you're not freezing so much? So, um, if we, that's, that's something we definitely know. Since there is a system, I uh, believe it's quite accurate, uh, to explain a little bit more the potential harmful effects with CMFs, there is this guy uh, called uh, Martin Paul, um, who came up with the idea that the voltage-gated calcium channels uh, on the skin uh, react to the high-level EMF. So um, what does that mean? At the end, simplified a lot, let's, let's say a voltage-gated calcium channel is something like a light switch. Mm -hmm. So basically, every, every time electricity is hitting this kind of uh, channel, it, it opens up a little bit and uh, sends a decent amount of calcium into the cell. Okay. So something intended by nature and in terms somebody is touching you or even you're touching yourself, that's a part of the effect and something we can acknowledge. But with the high level frequencies, we now get like artificial touch. Mm. Um, and if we um, look at the history of high level electromagnetic frequencies, um, the frequencies were um, a little bit slower in the past. So whatever, every 20 seconds or something, we would get this information like um, opening up the calcium channel and closing the calcium channel because the electricity wave is coming. Uh, now with um, 4G and uh, moving up to 5G, this is becoming a little bit more cumbersome because now all of a sudden the, the wave is frequency is higher, the power is even lower, but still sufficient high enough to basically uh, touch this calcium channels more or less all the time. What does that mean? We don't know. <laughs> what, is, what does it mean? But make it very simple. Um, I guess 16 years ago, I moved into the place I now live in. And because I was uh, fortunate enough to buy it, I basically replaced all the electric switches in the building. 
and felt like that's the place and everything's fine. So, uh, like most people, the light switches I use most of the time are probably some, something like the bathroom and the kitchen because they end up most with light. Um, and now, after 16 years, uh, those two light switches are broken. The rest is working fine. And uh, basically taking this as a uh, metaphor um, already is enough in my eyes just uh, to take in consideration being exposed to those high-level, high-frequency kind of EMFs like uh, 4G, 5G and whatever um, great stuff uh, some inventors are going to bring up afterwards um, is probably uh, not uh, the cleverest idea um, for a long and healthy life, life. Of course, and then I try to sum this up. Uh, it's not like that. It's not going to kill us. It's not. It's not like it's. Uh, if you now take one uh, call with uh, with the phone without without a headset or something, uh, yeah, it's, it's not super clever, but it's probably not to kill us. But uh, and in preparation of this uh, interview, I a second look into the book by Jaco called EMF. Uh, he was compiling. Um, if, you, if you think about uh, that, that this nowadays is uh, classified as a class one carcinogen in the United States. Oh. And there's very, very clear uh, technical spe specification not uh, suggesting to use the phone on the head, but basically just use it with the speaker function. So, exactly. so obviously there is something going on. And uh, as we know from the past, uh, humans have a little bit an issue with this uh, stupid idea of greed. So basically it seems like uh, we don't want and uh, sometimes we are not looking at the, at the bill we have to pay afterwards. And in uh, some other um, respects, it also seems a little bit like, um, yeah, we are very selective uh, to the kind of information we basically want to hear. So during the pandemic, you, you remember probably there were you guys who basically uh, came to the conclusion that um, the, the regions where 5G's around and the region, reasons where COVID-19 arrived in the beginning, there was something like a connection. Um, now what happened was the mainstream media basically uh, had to uh, read stupid news like uh, the virus, somebody saying the virus was caused uh, by, by 5G, <laughs> which is completely bullshit because nobody said it, nobody assumed it. But uh, of course, you're living in a city, very um, high level of population. If you are exposed to that and that stressor, and then you get, uh, in addition, a higher exposure to an artificial electromagnetic frequency, I'm quite sure this was limiting a little bit of the immune response in addition to all the other stuff. Exactly. So, um, but uh, nowadays, the pandemic uh, in Germany, uh, people um, are really giving the idea of the tinfoil head a very negative connotation. It's really becoming even tougher to talk about the um, various effects of the electric magnetic fields, but I'm quite sure it's something uh, you want to consider. It's not the first problem, it's not the second problem when it comes to health, but it's definitely, it's definitely something you want to consider. And 
as like with everything um, most probably necessary for all of us just to sit down a little bit and to evaluate the day, how are we spending our days, how much wireless technologies do we have to use to follow up our business plans, to, to meet our clients, to meet our friends, to connect with the family, especially in the last times there was a lot of digital stuff. And if you um, feel like there is a little bit much going on, like with the mobile, yeah, you probably want to look into uh, some solutions to have the stress and the risk uh, produced through the electromagnetic fields as low as possible. Thank you for sharing that insight about EMS. Uh, dear Andreas, so what are the top three habits or top five habits we can do to reduce the effect of uh, this, these kind of EMS? What we can do in our houses or what uh, are your suggestions or advice on the thing? Let's, let's put it quite simple. Um, so the first and most important thing, I guess I already pointed out, is, is getting the awareness. So uh, um, if, if, you, if you look even right now, my, my, my phone is, con is connected to the, to the internet by cable. Wow. I really, really uh, have my computer connected to the internet by, by the Ethernet cable, like old school, where it's possible. Uh, uh, if I look into my day, I know, okay, maybe if I'm in the car, I have the, I have the cellular function on because I uh, would or maybe need to be available by phone, most probably because of the messengers. Uh, I don't uh, kill the data. Um, connections because let's keep it quite simple they are all part of a uh, highly technologized world and uh, a little bit uh, connection is necessary so uh, I usually have to take in consideration there is an hour uh, a day I spend in the car so and this hour I like the nightmare time in terms of EMF exposition in my life um, because uh, sitting in a Faraday's cage using a mobile phone definitely something not uh, super clever but uh, if it's just uh, making a little part of Today. First thing, when do I have to use a mobile phone? When am I dependent uh, from the Wi-Fi or even reverse the cellular function? It's the first thing. From this, it's, it's, it's like a um, walkway with many, many different doors. So in a perfect scenario, like work, being the boss of your own company or working from home or something like this, you basically want uh, to make sure that every time you sit down at the computer or something like this, everything is wired down, there is Wi-Fi router and sending too much information and there are no devices just connecting to the internet because it's just possible without anything. So since we are biohackers, since we want to know what's going on, uh, there, there are dozens of uh, activity trackers, bracelets, uh, harmonizers, whatever, mm -hmm. that all come um, with, a, with a Bluetooth connection, which is also a kind of EMF. So, so that would be something, uh, unless you really need to look at the data at the moment, if you can disable like uh, information emitting function, just disable it, put it in airplane mode. That's, that's the first thing. Second thing is, uh, if you can not control your work environment in terms of getting rid of routers and all that other stuff, um, yeah, it is as it is. Um, as you know, there are some 
options in the world of textiles, but I think that's not something for a day to day. You feel like too many people, too many devices, or the too little kind of space. I think the only thing is to, to try to inform your employer um, how to get the, the exposition a little bit down. And uh, the good thing is connections based tables, the stability of the internet is, is raising, and the quality of uh, the stuff. Uh, should be better, quite funny. We now have problems problems with internet connection. <laughs> um, so, yeah, somebody's watching. Um, now it's so, an uh, important thing because we spend quite a lot of the day working in, the, in our offices. Uh, the next thing and something I really encourage everybody to do is look at your home because your home, home is your yeah. castle. That's, that's your place. And uh, please, 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 uh, no matter if you feel like electromagnetic fields are a big issue, a small issue, or close to zero, and you are sleeping, I can promise you, you do not need the internet. Exactly. Um, just doing the, so, so steps like connecting the whole uh, internet setup to, to a timer and basically uh, powering the stuff up at whatever you, the time you go to bed, 11. 12 o'clock and power it up six seven no matter you turn just by a timer so it's an automated thing that seems to be one of the most important things in case you have to bring your mobile phone into the sleeping room make sure you're really disabling like all the um, um, signal emitting functions including the location services because quite funny if you kill the uh, other stuff over airplane mode you still have the, the location services running and um, if you take a meter you, you recognize that's still a, a shitload of energy that's going that's, that's coming out from here um, so um, that's 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 basically the most important thing and then besides uh, that of course um, if you uh, are living in a mega city and if you just by looking out of the window are aware that uh, exposition to external Wi-Fi is super strong or if you look at your computer and you get like 25 uh, full signal Wi-Fi's from the neighbors and something like step up a little bit and let's, let's put it like this for if you have kids to think of shielding some parts of your place some parts of your house with like, um, building biologist growth um, I'm not uh, educated in this, I've not studied, studied in this, I, I listen to various experts in Germany and in, in the US on the, building, on the topic and we discussed a lot with our certifying partners, this EMF field uh, uh, company, because uh, they basically do the EMF shielding for the Federal Republic of Germany wow. and make also sure uh, that they, they are also in charge of building those rooms uh, and you cannot basically buy at the end of the day, it's the same uh, technology. If your room is shielded against EMF, it's also shielded against uh, uh, whatever. Of course, this is possible, but it costs a shitload of money. So uh, that's really um, a road I would uh, suggest for people who, who live in, in, the, in the big cities and have, have little kids and they know they are not going to be able to move or alter something on the other end. But if you are interested in those approaches and how to uh, she plays the uh, guess because uh, it seems like he's nowadays the guy on the internet. I guess this is Brian Hoyer with Shielded Healing who has been on every podcast 250 times uh, and showing uh, uh, so a little bit what's going on. Again, uh, 
building biology is not my expertise, but um, I, be, I believe it's really something we need to consider to make sure uh, as good as possible. Yeah, and uh, so I think that's the things we really can put into into a day-to-day -day routine, like getting rid of the CMF emitting devices at least at night when they are no longer supposed to be connected for business reasons or something like this. Um, being aware of what we are doing, and I think it was Paul Czech uh, who, who had this incredible, nice metaphor when it comes to how to use a mobile phone. And, uh, he basically compared the mobile phone to a fork or to a, something, to a hammer, it's, it's compared to a hammer. So um, if you have a hammer or if, if you have to want to hang something, you have a nail and you have a hammer, you basically use the hammer to get the nail into the wall. Afterward, we discarded, right? <laughs> the hammer away. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, with the mob phone, like we are around with the, with the hammer all the day. So um, that's something I think we really have to think a little bit deeper about the why we are using the thing. Of course, we know the industry is clever. The, the, the baby gives blue lights, the baby gives us dopamine. Uh, the devices basically have been constructed to, to make us as addicted as possible for, for a given reason, uh, which is not something like conspiracy theory, that's just basic economics. I think so. that was amazing insight. At least we can make, make our sleep holy. So at least we should not have the EMFs on while we are sleeping as you shared. And I think the so, most important thing what you shared was at least being aware of it because most of us are not aware of the fact that yeah. it is causing us harm. So I think Absolutely. Yeah, the first step, being aware of it and as you shared, uh, I think so, the shielding thing which you shared it must be expensive, right? Do they build by metal or how do they build it? Uh, yeah, basically, basically most of the times it's uh, specific paints, but if I got a, um, one gallon of a good shielding paint is around paint. 2,000 US dollars. Um, and uh, with the materials, it's, it's similar. Of course, you really could use something like tin foil or something like this and just put it in the wall. So there, there is a little bit of uh, also do-it-yourself capabilities, but uh, it, it's quite an investment and uh, I really would consider this is something as uh, a last ratio thing, not something you really want to yeah. do. I think so maybe a, not a, now and once more and more people start seeing the harmful effects of uh, EMS, the 4Gs and 5Gs, maybe after two years. This will become like a common commodity in each and every house. You never know. Uh, yeah, it's one of those big pathways we are in my eyes standing right now. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if you listen to Dr. Mercola, if you listen to Nick Pinot and also other EMF focus authors and writers, um, this analogy like uh, wireless industry is somehow nowadays behaving similar to the tobacco industry in the past and uh, you know, look into the analogy between uh, glyphosate and the Spruzet and the mayor communicated over the last 10 years or so. Uh, if we buy that, uh, of course, then most probably it, it, it will be necessary 
vor allem, vor allem individuell zu better awareness of the stuff and really do everything that's possible um, to steal some helps, but uh, um, since, since I want to be a little bit more optimistic on my old, in my old days, I, I still hope uh, that uh, some genius comes up with a new way to send data from A to B that's not basically uh, as harmful. So time will tell. As you're saying, the certain countries are stopping the EMF also, right? Like two, three countries in the world, they're uh, having a ban on 5G. Is, is, is that correct? That, that's, uh, I'm not 100% sure about country-wide, but uh, for example, here in Europe, uh, in Switzerland, there are parts of Switzerland that are really voting against the 5G thing. Um, we, uh, even here in Germany, it's not on the uh, federal level, but on the local level, like cities and communities really uh, block uh, the, the first building of the 5G uh, antennas based on the fact that they say they cannot approve it without any uh, study that it's stopping the stuff. Austria and other German-speaking countries nowadays evaluating what's uh, going to go on with 5G and uh, found it really impressive that the head of the Austrian medical chamber, like most of all the doctors, let's put very simple, uh, handing a written statement to the committee, basically really warning against the negative effects of EMF, which was something I found uh, really astonishing because usually the traditional medical community seems to be a little bit more um, main road oriented, let's put it like this. Exactly. Um, but uh, this is one was an unexpected gem. Um, but, so yeah, and, but, but still it's, it's a, a narrow path. You, you know, uh, so everything uh, that's coming to the market and uh, is connected uh, certain expectation in terms of turnover and the money. We, we are getting such weird stories uh, focusing on the super great benefits. Uh, so basically everybody wants to buy it, but at the end, especially when it comes to 5G, I don't, I don't know, did you ever feel like, oh, my WhatsApp answer is coming down so slow, or I shit, I wanted to speed view this movie on my mobile phone while sitting in the <laughs> car, or I don't know. So, so I, I see that for, for like uh, automation of the planet thing. Of course, it makes a little bit sense, uh, but it's not like if I've cheated with the glass of water we have been waiting for the last five years because we felt like uh, we have been thirsty all the time and there was no water supply. So it's, it's a little bit, if you look into uh, workplace security. So uh, the European Union last year, has released some laws uh, in terms of uh, taking care of people, for example, uh, uh, working in the production chain with the, with the automotive company, mm -hmm. because in those uh, working chains, everything is already somehow uh, connected to the internet or the internet of things, and uh, every robot, uh, every external help is basically commuting, and uh, there nowadays are the first time guidelines to the maximum level of this environment. So um, there is some awareness coming up on the EU level and I think um, this is going to 
changed a lot of the, the corporate world over the last few years, but uh, until now or till now or um, however you want to put, there's not a real solution. We have to see where the government is taking us and where the businesses are taking us and draw a balanced line, neither take it too extreme so we at least mitigate the effects of the harmful effects of the thing and at the same time we should not be worried about the Wi-Fi speed whether we are working on the computer or working on our... So thank you for sharing that was quite insightful. Once we met in Flowgrade in Germany I was quite inspired by you because you gained 30 kilos of pure muscle mass. So that was a very inspiring story so and we would love to uh, that, know that, how did you manage to do that and uh, what's the story behind it and how can anyone listening benefit uh, from your inputs. Let's put it correct because I think there was some uh, three years and close to nine kilos of uh, lean body mass. Okay, nine um, so every, everything else would be quite uh, interesting. Now I, I tried to point out in the beginning. Uh, when I got into biohacking, I was completely hungry. Mm -hmm. So I had a leaky gut, I had um, like uh, heavy metals in the brain, I was stuttering, my hormone system was completely non-existent. So basically uh, the place where I started to rebuild myself was really a little bit dark and uh, therefore uh, that, that's probably one of the reasons the, the results have been that impressive. But uh, yeah, on, honestly, and that, that's some, something uh, that brings together a little bit this idea of the shield again, but also a little bit more of the the power of, of the biohacking. So the first thing um, I believe we really can do is we can work very, very selective on the recovery times. Mm -hmm. So that's something I feel like uh, even the biohacking community is still a little bit underestimating. So like even simple stuff like playing around a little bit with the molecular hydrogen, playing around a little bit with the cold in the right timing. So mm -hmm. basically, in, in my life, uh, I came to the conclusion cold prior exercise is Cold prior exercise is the magic. Yeah, exactly. Afterwards, because uh, cold afterwards is quite... Uh, you don't know, you need some kind of oxidative stress after a training or something to, to make the body change themselves. So, cold the training helps me to rehire personal max. can basically move more weight uh, when I cool myself in the ice bath before working out. It also helps like an old guy like myself to keep those uh, hurting places a little bit more in bay because you, you just get those attendance and everything. So we can, we can um, work more with the recovery time. Recovery time you mean we can take more uh, the molecule hydrogen for recovery time? What else uh, we can do for the recovery time? Basically, uh, you, you, start, you have the molecular hydrogen in the morning, you have the molecular hydrogen in the evening. You don't have it directly after exercise, but that's one. Uh, you, you, go, you get into the cold um, before every workout. That was a major one and really a big one for me. I also feel like uh, heat at the late afternoon or early evening is something that's also helping a lot. Um, so fiddle in something like a 30-minute burst into the sauna in the, in the evening, it, it helped me also a lot. So, so just uh, three were uh, like a starting point and uh, at some moment I thought, okay, my training is not working because I never got sore. 
but I realized that uh, the body composition continued uh, to, to change a little bit. Um, then, uh, on terms of nutrition, I believe uh, also should we eat meat, should we not eat meat, should we eat this, should we eat that, eat that. Uh, it's, it's, life has become quite complicated when it comes to nutrition and I'm not the one to tell anybody how to feed himself, but uh, if you get a source of clean essential amino acids and not the BCAAs, but really the essential amino acids, I think they, they have been a very uh, impressive uh, contributor for me. So, so I got them from a German brand, but I think even uh, Greenfield is offering some with, with Kion. And uh, I think if you Google essential amino acids, uh, it's something quite easy to find. Uh, if you are lucky and they don't continue to lean, it's probably a good thing because, uh, you know, it's... Huh? So that was something that, that changed and then... What yeah. is the clean source of uh, amino acids? Like, do you su suggest to take it as a supplement or in food or how do you... I, I guess it's a supplement. So I, I basically, uh, by co pure coincidence, I realized that the supplement brand of the doctor I work with uh, had uh, pure essential amino acids that have been... Uh, I did not uh, track down uh, how they... Uh, have been created, but uh, they had also certificates in, in terms of there's nothing left besides the poor information. So that was one. Um, and what, so what is it called? Was like all the stuff I was doing was. What's what is, it called? What is essential, the name of essential amino acids? Essential amino acids. Uh, I know Ben Greenfield is promoting this his brand. So, so he obviously said something to the states. So um, that's something that then basically based on just those four principles, like I guess it was like the first four or five case I, I got on and then uh, look, looking deeper, I uh, was very, very happy to get connected to the guys at Eng3 uh, with the Nanovi. So it's, yeah, so the Nanovi was, uh, uh, when I added the Nanovi, I felt like, okay, something again changed and uh, it's quite interesting. Um, Bob Troyer, like Quantified Bob, is one of the, uh, in my eyes, uh, most scientific biohackers uh, we have in the whole field. Uh, mm -hmm. The study on the Nanovi and also realized that without changing his uh, exercise regimen, um, his body composition uh, got better just by in inhaling those kind of uh, structured water based on the ideas of um, the first space of water. How long do you need to in inhale it for? Like how many minutes a day? You um, I do 30 minutes in the morning. Oh. That's it. And, uh, and, and, and I combine it nowadays, honestly, because, uh, you know, we can build five-hour morning routines and six-hour evening routines, and all of a sudden the day is gone and we have not done anything else. <laughs> so so I, I nowadays jump in the ice for five minutes, and then I get into the infrared light, um, which is also a very a very nice one in conjunction with the with the, with the Nanovi. And mm -hmm. while I'm doing this, I'm sitting on a PMF mat, which wow. has. Unfortunately, uh, never made any change. So the PMF, uh, we know out of out of the studies, is great for uh, broken bones and stuff. So I don't know. May maybe I need uh, to 
upcharge my uh, game and uh, get in contact with the pull center guys who have the strong stuff, but at least my PMF is not strong enough, but I still use it. And uh, while I do the meditation and the, the stuff, I, I eat hail the nanavi and yeah, I guess that is the next thing. And last but not least, now I'm quite close to 50 and uh, the six days a week training has become really a little bit uh, intense for the joints at some point and you know um, it's like uh, we never uh, stop uh, being childish somehow so, mm. so you finally feel like I have to do the new personal records and you just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the last thing I added to the arsenal and I really love it a lot is this idea of the blood flow restriction training okay. so, the so BFR bands, but um, I think Katsu is the gold standard, the guys from Japan, but uh, I don't think it's available in Germany and the price tag is a little bit hard and uh, since Germany has a different power supply than the US, uh, the go strong uh, blood flow and stuff that comes with the manometer because uh, you want to ensure there is still a little bit blood flowing because uh, otherwise uh, I feel a little bit harmful and uh, just a, a little reminder for everybody who wants to do it and say, your fingers um, start feeling numb or something. It's a yeah. good moment to stop this shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how so, we know when to stop or when to start. So just to sum it up, you said for uh, gaining nine uh, kgs of muscle mass, you basically used four or five tools, which is the recovery time, you use the molecular hydrogen, the cold before doing the exercise, the heat, the sauna and uh, fourth you use the clean uh, amino acids right so these were the top fours and the yeah. other biohacks which you added were you using those also along with it or you were uh, adding as your favorite biohacks or could you share I really have to bring it down to this it's, it's really the ancient stuff so it's okay. again the cold it's okay. sun but if, but if sun is not available, uh, of course red light, but I put it under the same umbrella because the red light is just like a crutch to, to rebuild the natural situation. Uh, we, we should have good light and uh, unfortunately the third thing is really breathing because um, I would like to say it's this device or that device, but uh, at the end, uh, when you just think about, oh, oh gosh, I have to get on stage, oh gosh, I have to do this presentation or something like this, it's uh, the thing that really I'm most focusing on your breathing and just doing this box breathing stuff or something for hold, uh, for out, for hold. And you basically get such an incredible quick access to the reptile brain uh, and you really can shut down like uh, all this person here shit. So I think uh, cold light and freezing are still favorite biohacks but uh, trying to get everything in the candy store and trying to test everything. So of course there's always it's like uh, my belo most beloved gadget of the month. I love it because you have a biohacking center in Munich and after trying all the biohacking uh, gadgets and everything you are coming back to the original ones and you're saying sun, cold and red light uh, and breathing are the most most important and uh, coming from you it makes a lot of sense because you have tried most of the biohacks so thank you for sharing that uh, it's like quite insightful like going back to the nature going back to our original roots I think it makes uh, a lot of sense
so uh, andreas thank you for coming to the show thank you for sharing so much uh, insights and so much uh, details about ems about different biohacks how to gain 9 kg of pure muscle so i'm really honored to have you on the show and uh, i just want to end up like you have beautiful products for about ems would you like to share about those about your caps and about your ems trousers before we end let's put it um over the last four years i was lucky enough to uh, uh, develop something like uh, emf blocking travel clothing and gear like like put it like this and uh, yeah you find a little bit of information of everything i do at the brightfeld-biohacking.com website and uh, currently the emf blocking trousers i have developed are available with the um, guys in finland at the biohacking bookstore um it's a limited edition i have um, not checked back with them in the last few days um, how the supply is but uh, most of the sizes have been available uh, two weeks ago when i checked in last uh, um so it's the limited edition of the emf blocking caps that should be available with the upgrade labs uh, in la uh, again pretty soon once the situation with the pandemic has cleared a little bit more in the states and last but not least um Samina like the bedding company in the United States is going to sell our travel sleeping bag let's put it like especially for uh, sleeping on the plane and in the hotel rooms where the heat situation is completely fucked up and the router or something for out right now yeah, that's amazing i think so we should talk about it to bring it to india and maybe to our guests around india and promoted here <laughs> so so super super happy to do so and as a last spoiler um, maybe that's also the point where, where the whole thing starts to make even a little bit more sense i think uh, we are now uh, evaluating a little bit more what we can do in terms of uh, shielding uh, underwear closing wow and uh, we are coming a little bit closer to this idea of um, workwear so maybe if uh, all the certification processes are running as supposed to the goal should be good one i hear the gong you hear the gong so uh, thank you so much for thank the you. invitation yeah thank you so much it's an honor to have you and uh, so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls i am sure you learned a lot from uh, andreas do follow him on his uh, insta handle i learn from him every day so you should definitely follow it's a bright field self uh, slash biohacking correct absolutely and uh, so. don't forget to subscribe to the triple r show where we have inspiring people like andreas himself who come to make you and me more happier stronger and healthier so thank you andreas thank you ladies and gentlemen and till the time we meet again stay pranic with lots of zeal and lots of vitality <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Have a good time. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao.